arrived. We are broadcasting Raw Live from my ass. Boom, boom. I'd rather watch two old women slap my ass. <laughs> Woo. That's as tough as a chunk of my ass. Here comes the biggest ass. The big man is back. Jim Ross. 350 pounds here. Say hello to my ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest spectacle on earth. My ass. 30 men will enter. My ass. You know what I mean. The most important thing to a tag team is my ass. I totally agree with you, JR. Here you go, King. Kiss my ass. I wish you would jump on top of me, JR. It disgusts me to see my ass. My daughter's nursery rhymes are more aggressive than this. I can't help but look at the butt, JR. What? Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It's Wednesday. This is our first, this is me and Joey's first podcast since the G1, so uh, nice and refreshed after quite a long run of shows, at least for me, with how many podcasts I did, so feeling a, a little bit refreshed, had a nice little break, but it's Wednesday, so it's Dynamite Day, which means me and Joey are here with Dynamite, no Rob, no Ryan tonight, just me and Joey on the two-man crew once again, so uh, Joey, you say hi. Yeah, hey, what's going on? Uh, so yeah. It's nice. The two-man shows are always uh, easy to do. You know, it's easy for two people to have a conversation compared to four. So, uh, yeah, hard to agree. Um, always laid back, and me and Joey typically agree on most things. So, you know, that's uh, always pretty nice. We don't we don't typically uh, love retribution or anything. Yeah, there will be no uh, retribution talk on this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's dynamite. Uh, we just we pretty much just hop into it. There's not really anything newsworthy, I think. Yeah, there's really not any notable news. Oh well, sorry, there was there? one notable thing, and it was right before the show. Uh, Joey Janela got pulled from tonight's show because he came in contact with somebody who tested positive for COVID, and so he was pulled from the AEW uh, number one contenders tournament and was replaced by his tag team partner Sunny Kiss. But that was really the only big news today. Um, so. Hopefully Janela quarantines, does the right thing, and stays safe and healthy, and yeah. But that was really the only news today. Yeah, it's a slow day. Slow news day. Slow news day, indeed. Um, So yeah, going into Dynamite, uh, we had had the entire first round of the number one contenders tournament announced. Britt Baker was going to be in action. We were set for the steak dinner between MJF and Jericho, and we also had our Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Championship number one contenders tournament for full gear. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was what was announced going into this show. And I'm just going to say it before we even start. I thought this was hands down. Like, honest to God, this is probably my favorite episode of Dynamite ever. This was phenomenal from start to finish. Uh, yeah, it was definitely it was definitely up there for me. I, I would have to agree. This this show fired on all cylinders for two hours straight, and my God, I just wish there was more of it. This is a show that could have gone for another hour, and I thoroughly would have been entertained. Um, yeah, this is like the only time that I'd be okay with a three-hour wrestling show. Yeah, this was this was nuts. Uh, so, you know, but that's good. Obviously, I don't want AEW to go three hours for one yeah. show, because I, I would prefer for them to go two hours and have me wanting more to tune back next week. Right, right, right. And go three hours and it'd be bad, so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so let's just get into it. Uh, we kicked things off with our first tournament match of the night. It was Jungle Boy versus Wardlow was up first, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, big fan of Wardlow, big fan of Jungle Boy. Uh think that me and Joey both agree on that. Um, Jungle Boy and MJF was uh, a big standout match this year for both of us. Uh, I believe we both said it was match of the night on, what was that, Double or Nothing? Or was that Fighter Fest? Uh, I don't remember. I believe it was Double or Nothing. Okay. Whichever show it was, me and Joey Yeah, regardless, that, that match is definitely on. If we're doing like a top 10 matches of the year, it's definitely up there. Yeah, I agree. Um, and Wardlow has also had some pretty good showings with the cage match against Cody earlier in the year when mm-hmm. we still had fans. Uh, and then him and MJF versus Jurassic Express, which they brought up on commentary here, and also his Lumberjack match with Luchasaurus. Yes, we uh, so, we don't see much of Wardlow in action, um, but when he, does, when he is in action, he definitely delivers, and he's, you know, very convincible, and he's really good, actually. Um, I really like everything about him. Um, and it seems like he's getting uh, somewhat of a push, so maybe we'll see more of him. 
Yeah, I uh, I hope so. I'm a big fan of Wardlow. Pretty underrated guy. Honestly, say he's one of the most underrated guys on the roster. Um, yeah, he's that's... a great big man. Has a really good move set and moves pretty well. Um, we had a really good finisher here today with the uh, like the super F10. Where yeah, he, like, I do uh, like airplane that. spin into it and then released uh, Jungle Boy and sent him flying. So looks pretty impactful. Uh, who do you think gets more red in a match, Wardlow or Brock Lesnar? Oh, Brock Lesnar definitely. Wardlow was looking pretty apple here. Yeah, he was, he, but it's, it's definitely a nice little apple. To be fair, though, uh, it's Lesnar's also in Florida. Like paler. And, yeah, and they're also wrestling in Florida in uh, outdoors. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what. That. It's probably pretty humid there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, regardless, this was a really good match to open the show. Uh, nice back and forth here. And they had some nice near falls that really had me, you know, believing that either guy was going to win this. And I will say. I will say, I did predict this one correctly yesterday, I believe, or earlier today. I don't remember if it was last night or this morning. I tweeted out on our Twitter, which you can follow at Deep Six Wrestling. Mm-hmm. The link is in the episode description. I did tweet out my predictions for this tournament, and I did have Wardlow beating Jungle Boy here. So, uh, yeah, uh, I I personally did think he was going to do it too. Um, I think this was just the right move to go. Uh, Jungle Boy is phenomenal, and he's definitely going to have a future. But I think just for now, uh, for you know, just for how like the direction they're going in and you know i think for for this for now um this is definitely the right right move for uh wardlow to win here yeah i would i would 100 percent agree um just just makes the most sense in my opinion yeah um so not really upset about that after this we had a john moxley promo it was a pre-tape promo uh, and it was him talking about his past with Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. And the, the big line from this is that he said, I'm going to beat and torture you until I get my friend back or I end you. Um, this was a killer promo. This These two had a killer set of promos that instantly sold this as a world title feud tonight. Both guys. Oh, my God. This this is turning into, like, potential for feud of the year. Absolutely. Um, and the fact, I, I want to come out and say they showed, like uh, – the rest of uh, Eddie Kingston's promo that went off air um, after yes, Dynamite last week. That. And I've got to say that was probably the best wrestling promo I've seen this year. Um, and especially one that wasn't even on air. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so um, yeah, if, if you missed this, you should definitely go back and watch it. Um, it's, it just seems very personal and it's like really from the heart from Eddie and like the, the, you know, the passion he has and like the, you know, the frustration he has towards Moxley. It's absolutely, the storytelling is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it, it makes sense from both guys' perspectives. Moxley was going to sign a very lucrative deal that would, you know, he wouldn't be having to wrestle death matches and killing himself every night. And he also did meet his wife there um, yeah. when he was in the WWE mm-hmm. under the name of Dean Ambrose. And for Eddie Kingston, you know, if Moxley said that he was going to bring his friends with him to WWE and he never fulfilled that promise, then, yeah, it would feel like your friend betrayed you. Yeah, and I know. And so it's, yeah, it's it's a nice feud where you can you can kind of sympathize with both guys. Mm-hmm. You can see where both of them are coming from. Like Eddie Kingston and Eddie Kingston in his promo later on even said that he hates the person he's become, but it's helped him in his career. And so he has to do what he has to do. And it's like these are realistic characters and that's why this is such a good feud. Yeah, um, I definitely agree. Um, and I know there's people out there that say that Eddie, Eddie Kingston isn't a main event guy. He's a main event guy. There is no doubt in my mind that he's a main event guy. And, um, I think just him getting this national spotlight, um, that's all he basically really needed. Um, I have like, I kind of gained a lot of respect for Eddie Kingston. Cause, uh, uh, if you listen to, uh, the podcast, uh, AEW unrestricted when he was on there, it really, you know, he really goes back and tells, you know, his story and stuff. And um, it's really nice to see him get this national spotlight on television, you know, and be a part of a major company. So, yeah, I would agree. 100%. He's definitely as somebody, believable as a main, a main event guy. Yeah. As somebody who's only seen Eddie Kingston wrestle a handful of times before he arrived in AEW, one of which was live at a House of Hardcore show uh, like two years right. ago. So I can say I have seen Eddie Kingston live. He's never been somebody who like I, I was like. Always, I, I don't. I've never followed Eddie Kingston's career until this year, and mm-hmm. literally as soon as he showed up on Dynamite, I kind of just became enthralled with the guy. It's he has, it's a very similar um, draw that he has to like Bray Wyatt, where he talks and you just listen and you yes. become just like yes. engrossed in what he's saying. Even 
compared to Bray Wyatt, I would say Eddie Kingston is probably a better talker because yes. Kingston actually, you know, you can understand what he's saying. Whereas Bray Wyatt, to be fair, if Bray Wyatt had better scripts, he would probably be on the same level. But a lot of Bray Wyatt talk is just a bunch of nonsense, but he makes it sound so good. So right, you know, that's right, a huge right. talent for Bray Wyatt that he can make absolute nonsensical bullshit yeah, into stuff that you really love to listen to. Yeah, there's very, very few guys in the business where they have a mic and I just want to shut up. And uh, Eddie Kingston is definitely one of them. Yeah, Mojo Roll is the other. Oh, um, spoiler. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree 100%. Eddie Kingston is 100% a main event guy. And if, if, if Eddie Kingston is not a main event guy to you, I would like to know who you think is a main event guy. If you think that Bray Wyatt, I'm going to bring up Bray Wyatt because I think it's a good comparison. If you think Bray Wyatt's a main event guy, but Eddie Kingston isn't, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. As a huge Bray Wyatt fan, I love the guy I have since 2014. Uh, yeah. they're on a very similar level with each other. Although I would probably say Eddie Kingston's better in ring than Bray Wyatt, but Bray Wyatt's just such a character that people just love him. Right. But in ring, I don't think many people can name me that many fantastic Bray Wyatt matches. Right. Um, I so I, I, and like, but I, I love, yeah, Bray as Wyatt, a huge fan me. of Bray Wyatt, I can confirm. Yeah, exactly. And like when Bray Wyatt won the world title, I was over the moon. Right. Because he absolutely deserved it. Agreed. You can just because you're not the best in ring technician doesn't mean you don't deserve the world title and aren't a world title player. Right. You can make a good story work and you can go in the ring, then absolutely. And Eddie Kingston is somebody who I've learned to adore. Yeah, he's not the best. And flashiness and, you know, all around like, you know, grit and grind. But he's a solid worker and he just he gets the job done. He's still a good wrestler. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not even going to complain. I mean, his match with John Moxley that they had um, on Dynamite, I, I don't know how many weeks ago that was, but I really enjoyed that. It was very hard hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, Kingston works a very strong style. It's very like Japan based, you can tell. Yes. And as a big New Japan fan, I appreciate that. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. But I am looking forward to this, and we'll talk about. Kingston later because again he did cut a promo and we'll get to that but that was Moxley cut a really good promo and Moxley in AEW again I, I like when we were still watching WWE I was praising Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. as being like one of the wrestlers of the year John Moxley is my wrestler of the year so far this man is on um, fire hands down same here and uh, I honestly don't think that's going to change uh, we have a few months left of the year and I think that's I think he's just he's a sure lock yeah I would agree 100% there's really not. There's really nothing you could say to change my mind. <laughs> Agreed. Um, after this, we had our next World Championship tournament match, and it was Kenny Omega taking on Sunny Kiss again. Sunny Kiss was replacing Joey Janela here. Sunny Kiss comes out, and then we go to Kenny Omega, who has a new entrance. There's some instrumental playing over Shots Japan, and we get this super long-winded <laughs> introduction from Justin Roberts talking about. Uh, what like all of Kenny Omega's accomplishments say, saying how many times he's broken the Meltzer scale, all of these things about Japan. Uh, and then we have these two scantily clad girls in like bikinis and high heels coming out with two brooms and they like make like a triangle with it. And then on the other side of the stage, they have like a, a mesh screen in front of Kenny who's standing there. So you see his shadow and then the screen pulls back, you see him, you get his actual song coming in, and Kenny comes out to this big, lavish entrance. Mm-hmm. It is so over-the-top, so in-your-face, and it's such like a troll job to like have this, because I feel like we were seeing this, and before his actual music went, it was like, oh, Kenny has a new entrance, and it's going to be like this big heel thing. But then, no, his just regular entrance plays, and he comes out, and he's just normal Kenny Omega. And then we go to the ring, as soon as the bell rings, uh, Omega hits Sunny Kiss with a V-trigger, and then hits the one-winged angel and wins the match in a matter of seconds. <laughs> and yeah. Kenny Omega's face as the bell rings is just pure meme material. Unbothered. He, like, unbothered. He looks like he hasn't broken a sweat. He just starts tapping his wrist like uh, for a watch. Um, and then post-match, he like very sarcastically like raises Sonny Kiss's hand and gives him a hug. And yeah. Leaves. Huge, huge slap in the face to his opponent. Honestly, this is a very, this was a very heel thing to do. Oh, absolutely. Um, Cause it's not like they had like a, like 20 minute classic match where he's showing his respect. Um, this wasn't a match at all. And yeah, this was very heel, very heel like um, without him, without it being open out in the open, but it's definitely heel. 
Yeah. And if this is what they're going to do with his character, I'm all for it. Um, I don't know what you want to call it. You know, people. Some people think it's the cleaner. Some people don't. But whatever it is, um, I'm all for this. And I think he established a lot in those very few little minutes. Yeah, uh, I don't think we're <laughs> at the cleaner yet, but we're getting there. Yeah. Um, again, he's very sarcastic now. Again, like I said, very, very heel in your face about it. And I think what's likely going to happen is he's probably going to snap at some point, And that's when we're going to go full cleaner. Okay. But um, I did mention in our group chat while we were watching this show that I felt like the whole purpose of this tournament is now powering Kenny up to be like the top singles guy in the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, to bring him back to the level he was in New Japan. Um, and so him making quick word of work of Sonny Kiss. No no knock on Sonny Kiss. We all love Sonny Kiss. He's great. But to be fair, he's not on the same level as Kenny Omega. Yeah. He's not presented on the same level. So Kenny shouldn't be having this, like, 10-minute match with right. him. Also, to um, be fair as well, I think no matter who was in the situation, I think the same thing would have happened. Oh, Janelle. yeah. Joey Janelle was going to get squashed here, no doubt. Yeah. So, I mean, um, yeah, it was, so was going to happen either way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, good call and interested to see where this Omega thing goes in the tournament. So, so far at this point, we had Wardlow moving on and mm-hmm. Kenny Omega moved on as well yeah, on opposite sides of the bracket. Kenny Omega is fresh because, you know, it only took him like, I don't know how long the match was, but it wasn't that long. So he has the uh, hot hand against the uh, winner of his yeah. bracket of, um, his, uh, Opponent. His side for, of yeah, 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 yes. yeah. I get what you're saying. Yes. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a backstage interview with Orange Cassidy, just being Orange Cassidy. And then we had a segment with Cody Rhodes and Arn Anderson arriving to the arena. Right. They mentioned how Cody's put on 14 pounds since his hiatus. Um, and he also hinted that there was a, a possible stipulation being added to the TNT ta- uh, championship match next week with Orange Cassidy, which we did find out later. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And then we got our promo from Eddie Kingston, who was just backstage, um, and he, he referenced uh, that he got Allie back for Butcher and the Blade, and that Pentagon and um, Phoenix were going to have to fight tonight uh, because they're in the tournament. Um, and then he cut his really good promo. Uh, again, this was this was Eddie Kingston at his finest. It was basically just like two or three minutes of Eddie Kingston just talking at us and again it was very easy to just fall in love with this guy since yeah. he showed up on AEW with these promos yeah he was definitely born to just have a microphone in his hand at all times absolutely this is a great signing for AEW because whenever this guy retires you can instantly have him helping young guys with promo skills agreed um, and if you guys are big fans of being the elite he literally cut a promo on a cookie and it was very believable that's true <laughs> that is true um, and so again, this is the promo where Kingston says that he uh, he he's not happy with the man he's become, but it's it's he had to become this to to get where he is now, mm-hmm. and he went from just being a guy in the indie scene to now having a main event for the world championship. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, the we did get the official announcement that Moxley versus Kingston is happening at Full Gear in an I Quit match. And Eddie Kingston says he's never quit anything and he's not going to quit at full gear. Um, and so, yeah, and I believe yeah. him. Um, but also, I can't see John Moxley quitting either. So, this match is definitely going to be interesting. Yeah, uh, I have no idea what they're going to do here. Um, obviously, Kingston is the safe man to bet against because it's John Moxley, right. but Kingston could also very much win this. But, oh, absolutely. It's I don't know. It's very AEW's unpredictable, so we'll see. I'm fine with either guy winning. I won't complain with either yeah. um, outcome. Oh, it's very believable that uh, Eddie Kingston can win, which is great. I mean, that's what you want in like you know your main event title match. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm just excited to see how this one plays out. I agree. After this, we had our third champion uh, tournament match of the night, and it was Penta versus Phoenix, the Lucha Brothers going at it. Kingston was on commentary, um, and commentary asked him throughout this that, you know, if he beats Moxley, he's gonna he could have to face one of these guys. Is he okay with that? And he said, yeah, he would love to. Um, and commentary had a hard time believing that, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen, obviously, because I yeah, think we no. all know who's winning this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh my god, what a, what a match this was! This was on free television. That, we got... That's what I was thinking. They gave, they gave <laughs> this us 
to us for free, and that is this. This should have one hundred percent been a pay per view. This was absolute insanity for a TV match. Yeah, they're, um, they're both stars, honestly. Yeah, I they need to break up the Lucha Brothers as soon as possible I agree. and let Penta and Phoenix go out on solo I think because these Yeah, two... I agree. I think personally Ray Phoenix has the higher ceiling, but Penta is not far behind. I need Pentagon in Lucha Underground as the top heel who is just breaking people's arms as the bone collector. I need that man back. And tonight we got a tease of it when he tried to break Phoenix's arm. So please, for the love of God, Tony Khan. Give us what we want. Just, just give it to us. We need it. Um, these guys went out there and they said, "Fuck it, we're gonna steal the show," and that they did. Uh, this was insanity from the first second to the last second. Uh, and yeah, like we said, this was on free TV, and this is a goddamn treat that this was put on free TV because, again, in no world should this have been on TV. It should have just been a pay per view match. Uh, yeah, I agree. This is this has to be up there for one of the best matches of the year on TV, at least uh, one of the best TV matches. Yeah, um, absolutely. It, it probably joins the dog collar match between Cody and Brody, mm-hmm. um, Omega and Pac in the Iron Man match back in February, and probably Omega and Paige versus the Lucha Brothers earlier this year too. So, uh, yeah, this was nuts stuff. Uh, lots of big things here. Uh, again, the big uh, Pentagon trying to break the arm was a big deal. He did snap it, and then instead of like he didn't the, like he like kind of hesitated for yeah he didn't really capitalize because you know that's still his brother yeah and eventually he he just grabbed Phoenix and was ready to do something and he's gonna go for package pile driver but Phoenix reversed it and hit a uh, Canadian destroyer yeah. out of nowhere yep. and the match ended on a Canadian destroyer I love it the de- oh the God. Canadian destroyer is like my one of my favorite moves of all time and. I'm glad it ended on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is kind of shocking. I, I mean, I mean, I did have Phoenix winning this match. As I did, I had Phoenix, Omega, Wardlow, and Page. You can check our Twitter. I did have all of them winning. Yes. I feel like it's not that hard to predict this one, but I have all four of those guys winning. But the the way this match finished, I just wasn't expecting it to end on a Canadian destroyer. Yeah. Um, but really crazy stuff here. Really great stuff, and I need to see more Phoenix and Pentagon in singles action in AEW. I agree. Um, after this, we had a brief interview backstage with Colt Cabana and John Silver and Alex Reynolds. John Silver stole the absolute show He's here tonight back at um, it again. in the promos. This was Sign fantastic. This man they... to an extension. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, him and Silver did. Or sorry, him and Reynolds did sign uh, extended contracts earlier in the summer. Oh, nice. Okay, because um, well, they were they had a short term. Well, give deal him a raise. They then. signed extensions. Um, so I agree. Give them a raise. They've been nothing but great. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, uh, Silver eventually just started screaming in this promo, flexing his muscles, and saying he hates Colt Cabana, but he knows he's gonna he he knows he's gonna be the next AEW World Champion because they're gonna be the next <laughs> AEW World Tag Team Champions for Mister Brody. <laughs> Yeah, if um, uh, if uh, Mr. Johnny Hungy himself can make that believable, then, you know, I don't think anyone else can. I think he's the only one that, that can make uh, make that believable. True. Uh, and so this sent us into our final tournament match of the night. It was Hangman Page versus Colt Cabana and another really solid match in this tournament. Um, I have pretty much no complaints on this one. It was just a really solid wrestling match through and through. Um, yeah, the big <laughs> Adam Page's back took a beating in this. Match. Yeah, he, he my did. man got thrown off the top turnbuckle, went straight onto his back on the apron, and then Cole Cabana just like did a, a flying dive to the outside landing on him. And then later on, he was on the top turnbuckle again and got dumped and like landed on the back of his neck on the apron. So rest in peace, Page. That had that could not have felt good. Yeah, not at all. Um, and towards the end of this match, uh, Paige went for a, a buckshot lariat and Cole Cabana had very interesting reversal I've ever seen where he just like hit, like he scurried over to the rope and just bent over. So Paige couldn't hit it. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. He went for then, like the, the, I mean, the rope break, you know, uh, pretty much. Yeah. So, basically. You know, smart move by him, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, it's, he did the Cole Cabana managed to get the Superman pin where he just like hits the Superman pose for the roll up and Adam Page kicked out. Thank God. Page goes to the apron and he does a little fake out for the the buckshot Larry and um, Colt like dodges it and then as he's like spinning around, yeah. Page goes for it, hits it, 
Buckshot Lariat and Hangman Page wins and continues. So our semifinals are set. It is Phoenix versus Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus Wardlow. Yeah, this is uh, this is going to be great, honestly. These are both yeah. like pay-per-view quality matches. I agree wholeheartedly. And we get them for free. So definitely yes. tune in. On that. Uh, we did get a brief Sammy Guevara vignette where it was just um, him talking and looking at a bunch of like graffiti Matt Hardy stuff. And this was our first tease. Well, this was really our only tease of what we got announced for, for full gear. Um, but he did burn a picture of Matt Hardy standing in front of the Hardy compound. So that was your big thing. Um, and then we got a promo from Team Taz who were out on the stage here and uh taz was basically just calling out will hobbs to say we're still waiting to hear back from you on this offer like why why haven't you taken it up on Mm -hmm. us or taking us up on it or anything and then he he said you know he'll send them uh the machine after him and brian cage i will have i do have to say brian cage had a very nice shirt on today i was a big fan of his t-shirt design um yeah i agree just a a nice little t-shirt like it um, and yeah, and then Ricky Starks got, a uh, you know, Taz told like a story of how he showed up to work today and he got called into Tony Khan's office and Tony Khan basically said, you know, if Ricky Starks had been Darby Allen a couple weeks ago in their match, then it would be Ricky Starks getting the TNT championship shot. And, uh, and, and Taz said that really burned his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did actually say that. Um, he did indeed. Um, and then Ricky went on to basically say that somebody has to pay for this and it's not going to be AEW, it's not going to be Tony Khan, it's not going to be Taz, it's going to be Darby. And the next time he sees Darby, he's going to put him in the grave and called him a, a half face painted little bitch. Yep. Uh, so Ricky Starks has officially announced that he is ready to commit premeditated murder on live television. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, very cute. So somebody should probably, somebody should probably watch for that. Uh yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, um I thought this segment was great. Um I think Taz for the most part had a really good uh promo. Um Taz saying it burned my ass definitely. Yeah, that, it sucks that he burned his ass, but you know <laughs> shout out shout out to your ass, Taz. I hope it gets better. Yeah, I, I hope you put some ointment on that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um so I'm expecting them to announce a rematch between Hobbs and uh, cage for full gear, probably. Yeah, that um, that could that could be on the pre-show. I don't know if that really has enough like yeah, I mean, to be on the main fair. show. Um, but I, 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 either way, I think we'll see that match again. Um, and then Ricky Starks probably. I don't think Ricky will be on full gear. Uh, he doesn't really have anything. But I think Darby is probably going to beat Cody for the TNT Championship. So I think likely Darby's first feud with the title will probably be against Ricky Starks. Yes. Which I am all for. for more, that. more Ricky Starks and Darby Allen. They have great chemistry, so I'm all for it. Um. All right. And then we had this segment that broke me. I cannot believe what I witnessed on tonight's episode of Dynamite, ladies and gentlemen. Uh yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. Joey, I, I, I did you? I just have to ask since you're not a fan of musical theater, what did you think of um, this, buddy? Just quick thoughts before we go see, into it. We were talking about how. We usually agree on everything. Um, I've got to be out there. I wasn't a big fan of this. Um, it was just, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of musicals. So, like, I just feel like it didn't need to be there. Uh, I don't know. It, I mean, it wasn't the worst thing I've seen because I've seen some pretty bad things in wrestling. Um, but I, I can't lie because if WWE did this, I would definitely be on their neck as well. Um, I just wasn't the biggest fan. Um, like I said, it was definitely wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen um, because I've seen some pretty bad things in wrestling, and I know that I, you could agree with me on that. Um, <laughs> this this year, oh yeah, um, absolutely. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it it was it was a thing. It was a thing. So it's funny <laughs> because. Um... Earlier today, I was thinking about, because we are coming to the, we're in the latter half of 2020, and we are going to have to start thinking about our, our awards at the end of the year for, like, what we 
think is the best of the year and the worst of the year. And I was thinking of what my uh, best segment of the year is. And prior to today, it was the Dark Order segment where they came out with uh, Dancing with the Casket. That was a good one, um, yeah. And we had the, the, the great memes, segment that there. That was a good one. Exactly. And now I can officially say that is no longer my segment <laughs> of the year. <laughs> this is my I figured segment you, of the year. I 1, figured you'd like it because you like musicals and so much. This was this. All right. So we'll just get into this. So th- I had, if you told me at the start of the segment, we were getting a Listen, musical. I, I, I want to say idiot. that this just re- really, I was honestly surprised. This came out of literally nowhere. And I was, maybe it's just more <laughs> of disbelief of like what I actually watched. And uh, yeah, it was just very shocking. Uh, just really literally came out of nowhere. I did not see this going into that direction. You're, you're not wrong. Yeah, you want to tell them, tell so, the people about it. Yeah, so this was presented as the uh, the dinner debonair for Chris Jericho and MJF, and they're sit they're seated in this very fake restaurant that just looks like it's backstage. Yeah, it's just place. like a set. <laughs> um, oh, absolutely. Uh, and so the two of them are sitting there in their 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 suits. Jericho has his hair tied back, and they're not saying anything. They're just drinking, and and so. Uh, their waitress comes up, and her name is Velma, but MJF continually calls her Thelma, and Chris Jericho corrects him every time he says mm-hmm. it. And MJF originally orders, so we got to go through these orders. MJF orders a steak, and he wants it well done with a baked potato on the side. Jericho says he wants the same thing, but he wants it cooked medium well. And then MJF says he wants it, <laughs> he wants it medium. Jericho says he wants it medium rare. And then MJF says he wants it rare. And then Jericho says he wants his steak blue, which is extra bloody rare. And the waitress just kind of like rolls her eyes and walks off. Uh, Joey, as somebody who, me personally, I'm a fan of things well done. Are you on the uh, Jericho side of wanting your steak blue? Uh, Absolutely not. Uh, That is way too far. Um, That is disgusting. Um, I'm going to need, I'm, I'm more of like a medium well kind of guy. Um, a, l- a little pink is okay, but uh, I don't, I'm not a big fan of just eating the animal. Uh, yeah, I, truth, truth be told, I've never heard it referred to as blue. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so after this, Chris, uh, after the waitress leaves, Chris asks what they're doing here. They haven't said anything to each other. They've just been sitting here for the past 20 minutes in silence. <laughs> Which I, I want to see the uncut version where this is like a 25-minute segment of them just sitting here doing nothing. Their waitress finally comes, they order, and then they break out in song and dance. I agree. Um, and <laughs> MJF, uh, MJF says that they're the two biggest stars in wrestling uh lay ratings ruler and le champion or sorry the demo god not the champion um and jericho says that the rating ruler gimmick <laughs> sucks and it, they both and he says it has as much chance as getting over as orange cassidy and him and mjf say orange cassidy at the same time and they start to laugh and then they start <laughs> singing we got a full fucking blown musical number there was a song a dance a set change there were dancers MJF and Chris Jericho, to my knowledge, the WWE has never done a musical segment. Uh, I can't think of one. No, absolutely not. If somebody, if I'm wrong, I then feel like I'm we wrong. Would but as far it. as I know, yeah, as far as I know, they've never done. And I'm not talking like a musical segment, like Elias singing like his songs on Raw or the 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 Honky Dog Man. I'm talking about wrestlers literally breaking out into like a Broadway song and dance number in the middle of a wrestling mm-hmm. show. Um, there's a difference between somebody whose gimmick is I am a singer and I'm singing my song like Elias does and MJF and Chris Jericho who just are two wrestlers. And to be fair, Chris Jericho is yes. a singer, but uh, he's not. he doesn't perform on wrestling shows this was literally out of nowhere we just got a full song and dance number like this was insanity i never thought this was i this was i don't even know what to say uh this was this literally as soon as this started i started dying of laughter um i was so into this and i i said i tweeted out before this (laughs) i tweeted out i don't even know when i tweeted this i think i tweeted out after eddie kingston's Mm -hmm. promo um let me let me verify here on our twitter real quick 
sorry, no, I, I tweeted after the Lucha Brothers match that this is one of the goat tier episodes of AEW Dynamite. <laughs> and after the after this segment, I, I did say this is the best episode of Dynamite ever. And I'm just going to be honest with you, Chief. I, I said at the beginning of this podcast as well, this is probably my favorite episode of Dynamite ever. We had the uh, literally every match in this tournament was fantastic. We had the two great promos from Kingston and Moxley. We had this musical segment that was absolutely insanity to see take place. Uh, we had Britt Baker coming back and looking dominant in her match, which we'll get to. And then we had a really solid main event as well. Um, there was nothing I hated about this show. So for me personally, this was easily in my like top three episodes of Dynamite, if not my favorite episode. Um, I can't, I can't like recommend checking out this segment enough. Some people are going to tear into this. I can already taste the WWE people, the anti AW yeah. stands going to war over this thing. Oh, this isn't wrestling. This is cringe. This isn't yeah. funny. It's just two guys singing. This is but so I, gay. But I can pull like, up. Well, several, if you're going to use can, gay as an insult yeah. for musical yeah. theater, then you're you're the wrong type of person to be watching wrestling. You shouldn't be watching yeah, and wrestling I can pull if you're going to complain about clips from WWE. Oh, from WWE, this year I can alone. pull up anything from WWE recently. Um, so I don't so, want to hear that. You know. And if you don't like musical theater and you just and you're you're a homophobe and you think it's a bunch of gay people and and is people who don't conform to whatever you believe, you know. Uh, sexuality should be, then you can go fuck yourself, buddy, because musical theater is for everybody. And Chris Jericho and MJF proved that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Greatest segment in the history of wrestling right here, everybody. This is the shit I need to see. I need a full musical episode of Dynamite. That's what I need. Whew, I would be over the moon. Over the goddamn moon. That's fair. Britt Baker versus Kylan King. Yeah. <laughs> this is our next match. Uh, we had Britt Baker taking on Kylan King, a resident of AEW Dark. And uh, yeah, this was again, like I said, this is just Britt Baker looking dominant, uh, as one would expect. Uh, again, I don't really think anybody was doubting her winning right, this match right. against Kylan yeah. King. No oh, offense, yeah, no offense at all. But... Uh, Kylan King looks looks really solid. I really like her. Um, I've seen a bunch of matches from Dark with her, and uh, she definitely has potential. Um in AEW. Yeah. Um, out of the dark people, uh, like the dark roster, I would probably say the dark people sound like that's a sound bite. <laughs> God, <laughs> out of the people on AEW dark, I would say, uh, Kylan King and red velvet are the two. I would probably look to sign if I was AEW. Um, but yeah, uh, again, this is just another comeback match for Britt, and it seems like they're very clearly building her up to be the challenger against Sheeta at full gear, uh, which is where I would probably assume Britt Baker would win the championship. Uh, yeah, that's probably going to be the best choice, honestly, the way they're building her up. And yeah, hopefully, hopefully if Britt gets this title, they're forced to do stuff with her since they actively use her compared to Hikaru Sheeta. Yeah, I... Uh... Definitely agree. <laughs> it does seem like they're going that route. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, Britt Baker did hit the curb stomp, and it looked much better than last week's or the week before, whenever it was, two weeks ago. Um, and she finished her with the lockjaw after, uh, what was it? Rebel tossed her like the, the glove. So she could put her hand in Kylan yes. King's mouth. So if you're oh, into that, oh yeah, there you yeah, go. No, I'm into it. <laughs> oh, oh baby, we're gearing up for another horny episode like last week. Oh, that's that's okay. Uh, so the after this, we got our announcements for full gear. So we have the I Quit match with Eddie Kingston and Moxley for the World Championship. Uh, FTR will face the winners of the Fatal Four Way tonight. Darby Allen faces the winner of Cody and Orange Cassidy next week. And we got also announced here Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara in the Elite Deletion, which seems to be uh, a Hardy compound match, which I'm going to be honest, if they're doing another match between Sammy and Matt, this is definitely the way to do it. Uh, I agree, too. Uh, maybe hopefully it's a lot safer, um, which I think it will be. I would assume so. I mean, it'll probably be like taped. Um, cause it's definitely gonna be yeah. like a cinematic thing, probably. Yeah. So that's Absolutely. probably the best route for them. Honestly, I think they've had enough hardcore yeah. spots and matches. I, I would agree with that a hundred percent. 
Um, and we also got the announcement that, uh, as teased earlier by Cody, there is a stipulation for the TNT Championship match. It's a lumberjack match. So Cody and Orange Cassidy are going next week for the rematch for the TNT Championship. And it is a lumberjack match. They There's a bunch of people mm-hmm. that are, they had on the screen as lumberjacks. So that is worth noting, but that's yes. the big match next week. The main week. purpose is to keep the Dark Order from interfering. Yes, though it's a lumberjack match, so you yep. can bet the Dark Order. Exactly. <laughs> um, we got a brief video from Darby Allen, and he had tweeted about this earlier in the week. It was him and Steve-O from Jackass. And uh, Steve-O, honestly, Steve-O looked pretty good. You know, he looks, he's an older guy now, but it still looks like Steve-O, so that's good to see. Um, Darby Allen climbs up on top of a half pipe, uh, puts himself in a body bag and just rolls down. <laughs> I, I don't understand why, uh, he wants to put his body through that. Uh, cause it probably wasn't fun because it definitely didn't look comfortable. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I've stopped trying to understand Darby. Same, Allen. <laughs> same. He just doesn't really value his life. Um, Yeah. But uh, he says that he's going to win as he's getting out of the body bag. He says he's going to win the TNT championship at full gear. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm on board with Me Darby too. winning that title. So here's to hoping. Uh, then we head to our main event. We have the Butcher, the Blade, and with the Bunny. Uh, the Bunny is back with him. Allie is there. Versus Alex Reynolds and John Silver of Dark Order. Versus Private Party. Versus the Young Bucks. The winner faces FTR at full gear. And yeah, this match was another really killer match. This was a great main event here. Um, if you want fast-paced multi-man action, you got literally loads of it in this match. Yeah. Um, commentary put over John Silver as one of the strongest men in AEW, and you love to see it because you know yeah, Johnny I mean, Hungy, he baby. Pretty, he's, he's pretty ripped. Yeah, uh, we did actually get to see Dar- uh, John Silver go pretty crazy here in the match at one point. Um, so. You know, if you're if you're a fan of John Silver getting big sprints of action, then you, you got that here, which you love to see. This match also gave us Jim Ross queuing up our restaurant quality picture in picture, which we still don't understand what that is. He said it multiple times on previous Dynamites, and every time we question it. <laughs> what is your best guess as to what restaurant quality picture um, in picture is? I guess like I don't know restaurant quality. Maybe that's like. It's better than fast food. I don't know. Maybe it's supposed to be like good quality, but like at the same time, a restaurant can be bad. Yeah, um, right. That's like, why I'm really. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I'm it's really weird. confused. Maybe like rest, restaurant quality opposed to fast food quality. I don't know. I mean, either, either or. Uh, Jr. is way too horny for pitcher and pitcher. Um, but that is now he's adding a little. Uh, little uh, catchphrases to it (laughs) yeah um that's that you're not wrong uh also worth noting ftr was on commentary here and uh the people that they clearly wanted to face for the tag titles was butcher and the blade since they don't do any flips or crazy moves um they also complimented john silver uh saying that that's a man who really (laughs) wants to fight for the uh aw world championships so you know nice to see you love to see people putting over John Silver. I feel like they really just appreciated him wanting to hug them last week. Yeah, I agree. Um, and so there was lots of near falls here. Uh, Butcher and the Blade hit full death at one point, which is their finisher, and that got broken up. Um, Mark Quinn hit a uh, shooting star press pretty early on, to be honest. Um, there was a silly string that got broken up. Um, there, there was there was lots going on. Um, and... Uh, there was a big super kick to the butcher, which dropped him in front of the turnbuckles. And then they grabbed, I want to say it was Mark Quinn from private party. And they went for the mm-hmm. uh, indie taker and, but they took some time. The young bucks took some time to like gloat about it. And that ended up coming back to haunt them because as they were going for the pin, a member of every other team got in and broke up the pin. And our finish came when, I also believe it was Mark Quinn. I'm not 100% sure, but I want to say it was Mark Quinn. <laughs> um, it was. Who And it was one of the Young Bucks. It was, and I don't remember if it was Matt or Nick uh, who got the roll-up here. But they did a they, – they went for like a roll-up sequence where they rolled each other up. 
And the young buck laid back on the private party member again. I think it was Matt and I Mark Cohen. Think of it. Um, I think it was and, Isaiah Cassidy. Okay, like I said, it was one of one of each of the teams. I don't remember who got what pin, um, but one of the one of the young bucks got pinned. One, yes, one and of they the were private very parties. close to kicking and, out. Yeah, like he kicked out like as soon as that hand hit mm-hmm. the uh, mat. So. But the Young Bucks officially are challenging FTR for the Tag Team Championships at full gear. As soon as it happens, FTR on commentary stand up and they say it's happening. And they go to the ring. They have beers in their hands. And they hand it to the Young Bucks. And both the Young Bucks just slap the beer out of their hands. And from behind, a mystery man comes into the ring wielding a chair. Uh, He has a mask on over his face and a hat and sunglasses. So you can't see who it is. Uh, From the way he walks, you can tell it's an older gentleman. So... It was pretty obvious. I mean, this was pretty yeah. uh, pretty obvious who this was going to be. And they lay into the Young Bucks. And the more surprising thing for me here was when uh, the masked man goes up onto the turnbuckles and hits a spiked pile driver uh, on the one Young Buck. And then it's revealed to be Tully Blanchard. I did not know Tully Blanchard could jump like that still. So uh, props to Tully Blanchard for keeping in shape. Agreed. Um, and then... They have Matt Jackson uh, just beaten down, and they go to wrap his leg or his foot in a chair. And uh, I want to say it was Cash who jumped off as uh, Tully and Dax held Matt down and came down on the chair to basically, you know, kayfabe, like, break his foot. Um, And so, yeah, uh, we have a big angle here. Uh, I'm interested to see how they're going to do this because the Young Bucks have definitely been towing the line between – like tweener and heel. Uh, they've just been super kicking everybody. Uh, but FTR are very clearly the heels here. So it's, it's basically a heel versus like tweener matchup for the pay-per-view. But to be fair, this is a match that everybody's wanted to see for like years now. So it doesn't really matter what their like allegiances are. Yeah. Like baby face, Agreed. tweener or heel. So I'm not really concerned about that, but I am looking forward to this match quite a bit. This, uh, AW opened the year with one of the strongest tag team matches in history with um, Page and Omega versus the Bucks, and now we're going to have another potential one with the Bucks and FTR here. So I'm really hoping these guys can deliver because they've been hyping this match for literally like the past like four or five years. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, also, I did forget we did get one other thing announced for next week on Dynamite: the Inner Circle Town Hall, hosted by Tony Schiavone, where they're going to. Uh, I don't know if they're announcing their their ruling on if MGF's joining the inner circle, but they're they're fielding questions and they're going to ask each other how they feel. Yeah, about that should be another MJF. interesting so, uh, segment. I'm hoping it breaks yeah. out into another musical. Every, number, all baby. their segments have been very very something very interesting. Yeah, uh, I've made we both made our opinions on this show pretty clear. I'm giving it two uh, thumbs up. I'm going to give it thumbs up too. Um, so absolutely love the show. Highly recommend if, if you didn't watch, uh, I'm, we don't, we don't have, I, there was no like bad commentary here, so I don't have a boomer of the week for commentary. What's you know that? what I'm nominating for boomer of the week, Joey? If you willingly decided to not watch <laughs> this show and you chose to watch NXT over this or chose to like watch, mm, is there sports on tonight? No. Oh, the world series. No. Game. So if you're a wrestling fan. fuck baseball if you are a wrestling fan and you actively chose to watch something other than this show tonight you are our boomer of the week i am personally attacking all of you here i am calling you out you are a boomer and you should feel bad that you missed this show Uh, wow so so what do we call this just anyone uh it's it's anybody who chose to not watch dynamite tonight and any wrestling fan who did not choose to watch dynamite tonight there we go that's unbelievable. That's a that 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 is something. You're making yeah, history here, my baby. I'll have to agree with your uh, nomination. So, uh, so if we didn't offend you with that, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We are on Anchor, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Breaker, and Overcast. So, plenty of options. We are listened into several countries across the world, not limited to Serbia, uh, Sudan, Saudi Arabia, the United States, Japan, the UK. Um, what are some other fun, fun ones that we have? Uh, mm-hmm. The Netherlands are on there. Uh, so we have plenty. You, you can, we're, we're an international podcast. Yeah, not to brag. So right, give right. it a listen. 
Not to brag or anything, but we're listening yeah, to... Yeah, and uh, if we did offend you, uh, sub anyway and uh, send us some hate mail. That's fine. Sub anyway, send us some hate tweets. We'll take it on Twitter. I'm sure, Rob, you know, if you are if you hate us for saying what we did tonight, I'm sure you love Retribution. I'm sure you love uh, Retribution. Yeah, debut I bet you missed the Raw Underground. Uh, getting... Well, maybe Raw on Raw. Hey, let me get my Retribution thing in here, buddy. Uh, Retribution, you know, this week on Raw, they got beat up by they they had a match. It was, I believe, it was a it was a three on three or four on four against the Hurt Business, and basically Bobby Lashley was the only person to get in this match, and he dismantled the entire Retribution. Had T Bar tap out, and then post match Bray Wyatt showed up and and took out all of Retribution single handedly as well. Uh, so mm-hmm. there goes your top heel faction on Raw. Uh, great stuff. You'll love to see it, that they brought all these promising young prospects up from NXT and just killed them and made them look like goofballs. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure if you, if you didn't like AEW or you chose not to watch it, I'm sure that's right up your alley. So you can go watch Monday Night Raw. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure you're going to love it. I'm sure they got some great shit going on over yeah, there, such, buddy. Such good shit. <laughs> such good shit. Um, it's funny that, you know, we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we're going to talk about retribution. I got to talk about retribution. So now I feel, now I feel fulfilled. Now I feel like I got to speak my mind on how stupid of a fucking angle that is. Um, so, and if you, if you enjoy retribution, more power to you. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I question you because I don't understand how anybody in their right mind could like that, but oh, well, if you like it, then good for you. Um, we'll be back this weekend with a review for Bound for Glory. Uh, it's probably going to be me, Joey, and Ryan on that one. So join us on Saturday for that. And then we'll be back next week for Dynamite and Impact on Tuesday and Wednesday. And Power Struggle is on November 7th. We'll have a review of that in the morning, probably. And then uh, Full Gear is also that same day. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a review of Full Gear later in the day or the Sunday after. So. Um, plenty of stuff coming up, so be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. All of the links that you need are down in the episode description. So yes, sir. Just click on that; you'll find it. Um, that's no, about it. John, uh, nothing, words, nothing. It. That's it. Uh, oh yeah, of well, course. You, you, you want to say bye? Yeah, hope you enjoyed the episode. Keep watching. If you're not subscribed, subscribe, please. It, it matters. It helps us a lot. Um, and let's add some more international countries. Woo! Woohoo, baby. Uh, I hope, uh, honestly, you know, whoever listened to us in Saudi Arabia, I'm sorry we're not covering like 1990s WWE because I yeah. know that the, the crown prince over there really and if you're listening, it since he keeps asking Uzbekistan, for Please uh, get on there and listen. I really need you to, <laughs> need you to listen, please. So. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We will talk to you guys next time. And uh, until then, I hope yep. you all have a good, uh, good couple days.